Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are live with our latest episode of College Questions. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Today's question is what makes a great leader? I'm excited about this question. It's one definitely worth exploring, and so this will be a lot of fun. I'm also excited about our guest today. This man, uh, I've had the privilege of knowing for a number of years now. He's been connected here at First Baptist Church. Uh, he's a faithful church member, but he's, uh, more importantly, a great dad, a great husband. He uh, recently retired from the National Guard as a Master Sergeant back in 2019, and now is serving as a physical therapy assistant in the Pottsville School District. So grateful to have him on the podcast today, Mr. Darren Poole. Darren, thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it, and I like this question, you know, and I'm, I'm curious your take on it. I know you have with the military experience you have. I think you've probably had the, the opportunity to observe leadership. Um, po- probably, I'm, I'm guessing, great leadership. Um, well, this is... I don't know why they did that. Uh, but with your experience in the military... I know you've had the chance to observe leadership, and so I'm, um, I know you have some things, uh, some observances, some observations about it. So, man, what what do you think? What makes a great leader? Well, I mean, that's it's a good question. I'm still not sure why you brought me in here for this because I don't know if I was ever a great leader. But like you said, I got to see some great leadership. Mm. You know, it's that experience. I, uh, you know, what makes a great leader? Um, I think is is dependent upon where you're at Mm. you know i think there are traits that that make a leader great depending upon you know the situation you're in or the organization you're leading Uh, Mm. you know you look at the great leaders of the military uh probably aren't the same ones that you need leading the customer service department (laughs) at a you know a bath and body work somewhere uh but but they're you know just experiencing good leadership and bad there there are traits and there are mm. you know there are things that definitely help a person to to lead organizations and lead people mm. well um, i think there's there's probably a a pretty definable difference between what the world sees as a leader mm. uh and what you know biblically the Bible tells us makes a good leader also. Mm. Um, I asked that when you asked me to come do this, I asked my kids that, you know, hey, mm. when I say the word leader or leadership, you know, what do y'all, what does that make y'all feel like? And it was, it was sadly enough, some of what I feel like is the worldly voice. It's the person that can make everybody do what they want, mm. you know, or it's, uh, I think Lily said it's it's the one that keeps everybody together, mm. and that was a good one. You know mm. that, that you know that doesn't really come across my mind, but as a child, that was that was cool. That is neat. Um, leadership when when I was in the military and I was, you know, trying to mentor and teach the guys underneath me how to be leaders in their cog of the wheel. Right, yeah. and, and and the the great thing about um, the military and where it kind of directs leadership is that if the the ultimate goal is that if if one person is out of the picture, there's there's ample opportunity for someone to step in and be mm. that leader, right? And in mm. fact, it's it's a necessity because if if somebody's gone, somebody That's else right. has to do. So you teach the you know two levels down, one level up. Uh, and I, I would say, man, I've had some of the absolute best leadership you can imagine mm. and have, you know, got to walk in the shadow of, of some giants and great men. Mm. And in the same same coin, man, I've had some really toxic, mm. terrible leadership, you know, that <laughs> you're like, golly, I cannot wait to get to get out of this. But um you learn from both of those. Mm. You know, you're you're able to 
to take in something, you know, hopefully from, from the good and the bad. And, mm-hmm. and if nothing else to know, Hey, I, I don't want to do that. You know, whatever that yeah. is. Um, I tried to teach early on, um, I would say that my perspective on leadership was get that like my kids. You know, when you're young, first in the military, I just want to be able to make those guys do mm. what I tell them to do. And and there's some learning and growing through that where <clears throat> I had a guy tell me um, later on, like leadership is about not making someone do, but influencing someone to want to do the goal mm. the the you know what is what is the end game mm. to, to not force people but leadership is more about that mm. um i think towards the end i realized that it was more about kind of a in the middle there of being able to influence someone to do something that they didn't think that they could do before mm. and that was like I guess where I tried to teach my guys of that's when you get to a point where you're helping people to accomplish tasks that they didn't think they could do and do it, you know, on their own and willingly, Mm. then at some, some point you've, you've picked up a trait of leadership in there, whatever that is, whether it's your, you know, competency or ability to listen or plan, um, but to help that person reach a goal where, you know, whatever it is, physically, mentally, spiritually Mm. reach somewhere where they didn't think they could get to on their own. I love that, man. I think, um, man, there's so much wisdom you just shared. And even in the beginning, talking about leadership in different settings, you know, you're right, because it's not like you can just say, all right, this is a leader. Now go do this and all these. I mean, there's some wisdom in saying, you know, the way that you're going to lead uh, if if you're if you're wise, you're going to pay attention to that organization, that program, that church, whatever it may be, and kind of know your people, know your audience. You kind of got to be willing to to adjust there, and I think that's good. But you know, I, I read this somewhere, and it, it it you talking about that really gets my attention. Um, getting excited about helping other people succeed is what you just described. I feel, you know, it's what you said, right? Right. And there's something really powerful in that. And there's something really authentic in that. And yet a lot of people don't ever get there, right? Like I think, you know, and that's one of the questions I want to ask, you, you know, how do you recognize what was it about the good leadership that said, man, that's qualities I want to, I'm going to learn from that. I mean, I love what you said, learn from both, but I'm going to take these things and implement this into my life. And this over here is poor leadership. I'm going to recognize I'm going to learn from it so that I don't repeat that. I'd love to know what some of those things are, but Big picture, I just, I was challenged. I don't know where I read that, saw that, you know, that that helping others be successful is is a great quality of leadership and being excited for that. Whereas some leaders in leadership position, it's it really is all about them and all they care about is them, whether they want the recognition or they want the, so they could really care less about other people being successful. It's about them. Right. And that's such a difference of approach and perspectives. And I feel like you can recognize that. And that's so powerful that you're sitting there saying by the end of my journey in the military, here's what I wanted for my guys. I wanted to help them accomplish something that either a, they had never done before or B like, I kind of got the idea, like maybe they lack the confidence to do it. They didn't trust right. their own skill level. And you're helping them know that, listen, I trust you. You can do this and helping them overcome those barriers I mean, honestly, man, I, I don't, you know, it does make me think of, you know, Jesus, I think is the greatest leader of all time. I think it gives me a picture of what he did with those guys. I think that's exactly, you know, th- there's no way that, you know, when he's telling them, look, I'm about to leave and it's better that I leave guys. And they're like, right. no, nah, man, I, I kind of want you to stay. <laughs> yeah, no, time out. <laughs> let, let's stay, let's, let's stay with me, Jesus. But he helped, I mean, that's, you know, I get such, I think there's so much um, just, it's, it's authentic. And I, I value that. I think that's incredible. And it's a great truth to hang on to in leadership. Am I, am I concerned about other people's success and am I actively pursuing helping others to be successful? Uh, Because that takes, that takes a lot of humility, takes some intentional, you know, a lot of going out of your way to do that. So, man, I, 
that's so good. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And I know that from those guys' perspectives, I imagine that it meant the world to them to have their leader. <laughs> I mean, I think you noticed that, right? Like, yeah. And, and it's, you know, um, it's looking back this last year and, you know, the military is, it's built the way it needs to be out of necessity. So I, you know, I have watched these guys come from, you know, where I was once a long time ago from mm -hmm. these, you know, privates just getting in to working up to, you know, making rank and, you know, getting their own little squad to their platoons to, you know, some of them are now where, where I was and they're, you know, they're master sergeants and they're first sergeants and they're leading these organizations. And there's, there's some pride in that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and when you put that into the perspective of, you know, you can see it at each of those levels, like, Hey man, I need you to step up and take over a squad. And it's that, Hey, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> but no, man, you, you are ready for that. And, mm. but you know, you know, and I'm just kind of repeating, but that was some of the great joy at the end of my time when I knew, like, okay, I'm I'm getting serious about leaving this place to to watch as as I took myself out of the equation mm -hmm. and just helped encourage and teach and mentor these guys to take over their own, you know, artillery batteries and platoons and you know, it's mm -hmm. it's been good. Um but you know that that goes back to to teaching um and i've always made the statement that if if you're a leader you're a teacher mm. and and all all leaders are teachers one way or the other the good yeah. or the bad you're yeah. teaching somebody something you're either yeah. teaching them the right way or the wrong way kind of like us and our kids you know they're mm -hmm. they're learning every That's day right. whether i'm intentional <laughs> teaching them or not they're That's learning right. something from me but you know our teachers in our schools are are some of the greatest leaders of our young children mm -hmm. um because they're teaching and i you know i think from a from a worldly or a biblical standpoint um you're charged with teaching mm -hmm. you know that the whether it's you know you're calling it discipleship or you yeah. know whatever the case is but the you know for me in the military it was the same way i yeah. if if you want the forever to be successful you're going to grab these guys you're mm -hmm. going to kind of pour into them what you have um also believe that leaders have to know how to be led mm. and you know we can look at you know some of the great examples out there if you if you aren't leadable then mm. it's hard to lead other people and and you probably get into some of the dynamics of you know the bad examples when when you have people that are successful and they're still good leaders but maybe not with the traits that you want to continue to pass down. Hmm. <clears throat> I got to looking back at, um, of course, the, the military sends you to schools, all sorts of schools. As your, your rank progression as you go up, you have, you know, different schools, uh, non-commissioned officer developmental schools that you go to throughout the way. And then there was additional you know, the seven habits of highly effective people. Mm -hmm. I went through at one point the seven pillars of leadership. Uh, mm -hmm. There were several of those. Is it Stanley Covey that puts on some of those classes? That, I'm not sure. Maybe. And I, I got to looking back at some of those, and it, they always have, you know, they'll stick with the C words of competency and compassion and, mm -hmm. you know, communication and have all these traits. But, you know, listening – if, if you go back to the dynamic of, of being able to know that person and help influence them to accomplish a goal that mm. they don't even know they do, you have mm. to you have to be able to take that step back and listen and know that person too. Mm. And it's, you know, when you talk about an organization, of you have to lead a church differently than I'm going to lead an artillery platoon versus um, the, the greeters at Walmart. You know, these are mm. different you get all the way down to the individual people mm. like how how i need to be instructed on how to complete a task is probably different than you mm. like i i need to know what you want me to do lay it out for me and then let me go at it where you know like uh 
Weston wants you to be there with him. Like mm. he, he wants that social interaction yep. while you're doing it. Um, Lily wants one task at a time. Yeah. Don't give me the whole picture. <laughs> you give me this baby, you know, and, you know, leading kids, leading people. Yeah. But, but you need to know, you need to know and be intentional to lead someone or an organization mm. or, you know, what is it? How do they need to be led? Mm. And some of that is knowing how you're led mm. and being able to, to recognize, um, am I a good follower? Mm. to to be able to pass that down to others man that's so good and you know it it speaks to the fact that you can't you know it's like this with so many things i feel like there's what you learn in the class you know the the there's the you know guys fresh out of seminary they people always give them a hard time you know they get these grand ideas and then they're going to go to a church and they're going to implement and they're going to change the world with it and then they realize real quick like hold on this is not working out like I thought it was supposed right, to, <laughs> because they thought that they could take everything they learned on paper and it would just they could just blanket it right. all over a whole congregation and it changed people. But I think what you're speaking to is is so wise because what it comes down to is understanding that not everybody's led the same, not everybody. God did design us all differently. So the way the beautiful thing about it is out of your kids and you and I. Even though we go about accomplishing tasks in a different way, it's not, it's not right or wrong. It's just different. Yeah, right. And and as a good leader is going to recognize that and understand that I can't just walk in and be like, all right, this is the plan. Let's all roll. You know, there's going to have to be some understanding of my people, my audience. Yep. My, like, I love how you broke that down to say I've, I've got to be willing to know and, and work with people and not just have these crazy expectations that I'm able to just say something. People should just magically right. just do everything I'm saying. I'm in charge. Why aren't you moving? <laughs> what is the problem? <laughs> right. And then what's funny is I, I had a professor one time, he joked about there'd be a, these young guys fresh out of seminary, they'd go to a church and they'd be there for six months and he'd, uh, he'd follow up with them. How's it going? He's like, oh, and they would have left. And he and they'd say something like, you know, that church wasn't ready. And then he'd always respond, no, no, you weren't ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. what he'd you weren't ready. Right. And, uh, but I think that's right. I mean, you know, but it is interesting. And I love that, that you're saying, you know, there's these things we learn in there. It's all good stuff, by the way, because I think that does learning all those things does help you and equip you for those individual conversations and, and those all those little things that happen, all the little things that end up being a big deal. It does equip you for those things. So I'm not making light of learning all those. Those are great. And, you know, seminary in that setting for a pastor, um, any kind of education we can get on leadership styles, this is all healthy things. Yep. But learning to then how does this apply real life situations, real life scenarios right. and having the wisdom to know that's that's where the art comes in. Right. Um, man, do you mind sharing, you know, you referenced this earlier, just recognizing some significant just amazing leadership and also some poor leadership what were some of those qualities you know specifically that you thought were some things they did that made okay this this guy right here this girl right here this is this is the way this individual is leading i really like that let's start with that one then or whichever one comes to mind i, w I would also like to ask because sometimes it helps me what's what is the a poor display of leadership because sometimes if i hear that i'm going wait i've done that uh oh I, I might need to right I got to think about this. Well, I mean, you can you can really talk about them probably all all at one way, okay. you know, because there's there and again, there's no there's nobody that's perfect. There was one guy that come here <laughs> that led perfectly, <laughs> right? True. So so even even when I look back at the guys where I'm like, this guy, he's a leader, mm. you know. And I had uh, um, so we on one of the deployments we had we had some leadership change in the middle of it because because one guy he was he was not getting it right and it was it was a situation where he was um guys were probably going to get hurt if it mm. continued forward like it was wow. it was getting at dangerous levels and the guy they brought in um is still uh you know in my heart and my experience, one of the greatest commanders I ever served under. Mm. And it, it was just a dynamic change in in the whole organization, right? I mean, you could mm. almost see it overnight. When you've got that bad leadership, you may not even know it. You know, it's just this oppressive cloud. There's, mm. you know, it's just that slog of every day. But he was, 
if if I could pull out one trait from from a guy that they had to replace, it would be passivity. Mm. And wow. and we've you know we can talk about that in a minute. You know some of the men's group that that meet out at my house. We've we've had some conversations about that. How how dangerous passivity is when you're trying to lead, mm. um, and just ignoring the problems that are out there, and not not being willing to step up and either take the responsibility or 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 uh, have the courage to make the change that needs to happen. Mm. Um, fear, you know. Fear and leadership is tough. It's hard to overcome. You know, nervousness to to speak up, to make those changes that need to be made, even when the organization you're leading is comfortable in its own setting. But you mm. can see greater possibility out there. There's there's the fear and the passivity of not not doing that stuff. Uh, mm. I've had some lazy leaders, mm. some guys that weren't willing to put in the time. You know, and it takes time. If you want to lead, getting to know those people is not just a, I'm going to show up and all of a sudden I'm going to know everything to do to to make these, these people successful. If I don't spend time with, with Justin, I have no idea what you need. I don't, I don't know what your goals are. I don't know what it is you're scared to do to make that next step. So I don't know how to lead you if I'm not putting in the time to, to know you and know where you need to be. Mm. Um, and that the guy that come in, he did that. Like I, you could see it. Like he was down there. He was with the guys on the guns. He was with the guys in the trucks. He was, he was intimate with the relationships of the, you know, the tiered the tiered yeah. leadership. He yeah. knew where the platoon leaders needed to improve. He knew where the, the smokes and the gunnies needed to go with with the next steps. And there's there dozens of examples of both of those mm. you know through the careers and you know most people have that when they when they go through organizations mm. like the army mm. or even big corporate stuff you get a pretty good turnover so in the army it's like the norm for commanders is probably every two to four years wow. you're, you're changing over to a new guy so you get wow. to experience a lot of that yeah. hey this guy did this well and hopefully you remember how that went down but that whole hard hard charging you know sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't you know there's there it's great to have that like breath of fresh life so you get the new guy in and he he wants to change the world and it's good and is you know sometimes it's good sometimes there's lots of good change in there mm -hmm. but trying to change the world without knowing the people in it is is tough so mm -hmm. when I would say that the personal relationships, the uh, the listening skills and communication skills were high on these guys that I consider, mm. you know, these are great leaders. They listened to what their guys were saying, um, even if they couldn't fix it, even if it was something that they we couldn't change and still meet the mission, you know, the listening and communicating back like, hey, I got it, I understand it, we're still driving on. And you respect that, right? You respect mm. that of, I may not be happy about it. Like, mm. I'm still upset that I'm not, you know, where I think I need to be. But, but you know you were heard. But I know where I, where yeah. I was heard. I know mm. that, you know, there's somebody up there that has my interest and is trying to put me first. So as a, as a follower, you know, you see where these people are trying to lead you. And on the opposite of that, you know, if, if the people you're trying to lead don't feel like, they're they're being heard they don't feel like and and you don't have to you know appeasement is not what you're looking for mm. but also communicating to them that i understand what your issue is and here's how we're going to try to work through this but we're still going to do what needs to be done too um mm. there's there is there's power in that relationship of of being able to trust later down mm. the line is it possible? And you know, I've always had an appreciation for military life. Is it? And, but I, but I'm very unaware of what it looks like. You know, when you're deployed and stuff. So, is it possible? You mentioned some of the commanders would come in and would spend time with a variety of ranks to get to know what what's needed to be to to listen. 
is it possible for some of those guys who may to be in a spot where they wouldn't do that and 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 not interact as much? Is that right? Fair. Yes. Because that's I'm listening, saying you know, you know the hard part I feel like is is definitely when you know a call needs to be made and you know there'll be people unhappy with it, and yet you know that it's the right thing. Like as a leader, right. you've made the observation. You know what needs to be done, but you also know there's there's you know there's going to be some people not happy, and, and right. maybe rightfully so, but for for a variety of reasons. But you know that. So two scenarios: one guy knows that and makes the call, but has no interaction with those guys. Right. No, there's there's no communication. It makes sense why that creates tension and yeah. that cloud. You mentioned just that cloud of just. It's the same decision, right? So you take two different philosophies, two different leadership styles. It's the same decision and That's the same right. outcome. That's exactly right. It's it's how it's how the people under you understand and are yes. led by what what actions need to take place. Which it's so crazy to me that so much of the emphasis is relationship. It is communication. It's not complicated, right? You know, because right. you're right. Like how much more, and, and you said this well, you're like, you know, I'm, I may not be happy with the decision, but I get it. Because I think when someone enters a relationship and, and you, they, they are with you, you can identify that they are, like you, you said that, you know, I know that they have my interest in mind. The fact that you trust that, you also can understand that I know they're having to make tough calls. I'm right. not in their position. And in a lot of ways you can say, you know, I don't covet that. Like I, that, that's right. a tough spot to yeah. be in. I get it. It's a lot easier though. And you kind of know that, man, he's had my back. He had to make a tough call. I'm going to have his back. Right. Whereas if there's nothing there, it's kind of hard to <laughs> want right. to have it. <laughs> right. It's like, so I love that. I, that's a great observation that uh, in two distinct styles of leadership, one is very engaged with its people. One is not. One's right. at the top, just coming in every now and then saying, this is what you need to do. The other's very engaged with people. Right. And man, what a difference that makes. And I'll say, you know, the, again, early in my career, I would have been that you could probably go back in my career and talk to people that were with me from, <laughs> from the beginning to the end. And yeah. some of them are going to say, man, he was such a jerk. He was the worst NCO I've ever met. And there are going to be some guys that they would probably say, you know, Hey, I had a good time under him. He taught me some things. It was, a, it was a good time. Mm. And they're all a hundred percent correct. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to agree with every one of them that come in. Um, because I know I was, you know, I was that like, I would have early in, in my career called leadership. Like if I'm a successful leader, I'm winning like at yeah. all cost, whatever yeah. it is like, and I'm highly competitive at the core of me anyway. So I don't like anybody beating me to anything. So whatever it was, what, you know, if it was a cop, competition between you yeah. know gun sections whatever it was like whatever it takes yeah. however many hours you got to stay up or we got to work we're going to win at this um you know i need you to go do this task because i told you to do it mm. and you don't need to know anything more you know yeah it was that yeah ironclad you're going to do it because i said it um get frustrated at them because they're not mm. doing what i'm you know telling them to do yeah. because they may not even understand the end there was you know i can see that through you know and i will say you know it's probably even um, the definable difference between what the world says is successful mm. you know it's it's who who won yeah. who's who's the wealthiest who who got there first and where you look at the the opposite of that of what did you know what did Jesus lay this out of you know he he who wants to be first is last mm. you know and yeah. you you go to the the washing of the feet and yeah. and all that stuff of you know who's the greatest among us um you know Ricky Bobby mm. will tell you if you ain't first you're last <laughs> and and Jesus will tell you if you if you want to be first mm. be last mm. um there's you know, a wealth in that alone that I, I did not understand. Well, and, and I think you're speaking to just what happens to us and, and we do grow. I mean, that's, I think that's the goal is that we're always learning and I can look back when I first 
you know, even got back here to Russellville and, and some of the, when the baton was passed to me to be the college pastor, I think I've definitely changed a lot in my leadership. And I, I hope that, you know, I bet if I could identify with you in the sense that if you ask students from 2010, 11, 12, you know, I mean, there's grace in there, but I think, you know, they'd probably tell you something different than the ones in the last two or three right. years would tell you. And, and I hope that, um, that I am growing and that I'm constantly growing and kind of evaluating and, and seeking ways to grow. You know, I wonder, tell me what you think about this, because you mentioned, you know, the, the just coming in the ironclad, hey, I need you to do this. Don't ask any questions. Just get this done. Obviously, that doesn't work on the front end. But what's interesting is, like guys that I know and, and trust and look to as leaders, you know, if they come in with the, the first one we talked about, where they're coming in, they're engaged, they're communicating, they're looking to help you succeed, and you know that, and, and in some ways, I guess they they earn your trust. Yeah. I feel like then every now and then you can pull that card as a leader. And if you've, and if you've proven that, that, that there are guys that could come in my life and say that, and I'd say, all right, I wouldn't ask any questions because I trust them, but it it, does that have to be earned. Right. And there was, there was a leader of mine that said, you know, in some of his mentorship with me that hopefully I passed down was that when you have the opportunity to, to build trust with people, to explain to them the why, right? Do it. Mm-hmm. When there's time there, when you can teach, you do the why all you can, mm-hmm. every chance you can, because in our realm, there's going to come a time where it's a do it. And mm-hmm. I know it sounds nuts and it sounds real dangerous, but I don't need you to question the why. Mm-hmm. And and you have, you know, but it's part of that building of the, the trust and, you know, leadership as far as leading people well, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you don't mm-hmm. you don't just jump in day one and everybody's gonna follow everything. You know, build that trust so that when it comes that time that you need to do this, you need to do it now. I don't have time to explain the why. There's it's not that there probably isn't an issue there or some tempers even get high, mm-hmm. but the trust is there to to know that okay, he that's sees right. something that's that right. I that him. I don't and I don't have to. Like, and that's being led. It's that part of being led that you have to be, you know, you have to be able to be led to say, swallow some of that humble pie and say, okay, I'm going to go do it. This stinks. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, but I'm going to do it anyway because he, he's looking at something that's way over the umbrella that what I can see down at my mm-hmm. level. Uh, and I would say, you know, um, Jesus was led. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus was led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus was was led in Gethsemane. You know, yeah. he take this cup, and yeah. you know, at the end of it, okay, That's I got right. it. Your will be done. Yeah. Um, That's a great observation. Yeah, he did it. Are there some things that, um, from your military experience, that you have? been able to implement into your new job into your home you know as far as leadership as a as a husband as a daddy as a um, pta you know is, is there a what, what are there some qualities that you may able to say you know what i'm thankful this experience has helped me to observe and, and make some changes in this area of my life yeah you know um i think a lot of it correlates with everything you know the the military structure and being a leader there obviously i i'm not gonna drag one of my kids in the office and you know hammer them out like i would a guy that you know broke a multi-million dollar piece of equipment or something because he was goofing off but um there are lessons learned that you know that i didn't didn't get early in life like uh you know always praise in public you know if you're going to congratulate somebody on your team in your family then, then you make sure there are other people around that hear you bragging on them mm. and congratulating them. That's good. And but you always chastise in private. Mm. You don't do that same thing in front of peers. You don't do it in front of coworkers. You don't do it in front of family members. Mm. You know, it, when you can. I'm a dad, and I'm quick to just you know grab a kid up. But <laughs> you know, when things when things are serious, yeah. and we need to have one of those talks of even you know in in your career wherever. Go close a door somewhere, mm. because you won't you won't gain anything by embarrassing them. You yeah. know, the, if you're wanting to teach, then you don't 
you don't pull that out, you know, in front of peers, in front of subordinates, mm. in front of their other leaders. You're not in, you know, in front of brothers and sisters, maybe even mm. sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so there, you know, there's l- lots of, you know, learning experiences like mm. that that I hope, you know, one made me a better dad or maybe even a better leader. Um, patience, you know, the, the whole patience factor of going from even these last couple years, the end of my career into uh, pediatrics therapy has been a pretty big game changer for me as far as my patience. I, I would not say I'm an overly patient man, um, <laughs> but I, I have, you know, even at this stage in my second career, I've learned, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll continue to be a better man tomorrow, but patience has been one of the big things in my life. Um, that I hope has made me a better leader, hmm. even in my family. Yeah, you know, as my kids get older, it seems like there's there's more, more patience required with them, hmm. even even with the new the new job and the new career choice now. You know, I love that, and that's challenging to me. You know, I think about as a dad. You know, I've I've often gotten frustrated because you want to you you do try to lead well and you may try to, you do have that conversation in private, you t- maybe two or three times and you know, you're trying to help them grow in an area and then you don't, you're not seeing any, right. you, know, we've, you know, it's like we've taken these steps and I'm, so I could, I need that encouragement, you know, to stay patient. I, I think that is probably, that is hard in at probably every situation we've mentioned that as a leader, you identify things that, that you see that, that do need to change and you recognize you could be passive and let it go. So you're like, all right, I got to reject that. You know, I got to take responsibility here, take initiative and you do. And then, and then it's this, you know, then, then my problem is I, I want to expect like instant change and right. it doesn't work like that right. always. Right. Like there is a process and, you know, I wonder, you know, you, you mentioned uh, a handful of times now, help them see the why. I think in parenting, one mistake I make is is I don't often help them see the why. Yeah. Um, so recently, we, we had a good conversation, um, you know, with with some of my boys because they were having a, a bad attitude towards some things, and we t- we did talk about the why. And it was really interesting to see what happened. You know, I wasn't mad, I wasn't frustrated. I just entered a hey, you know, let's talk about why. And I asked them basically to trust me. I said, here's the why. I know you can't see the full picture right now, but I'm asking you to trust me. You know, this, this is, and I tried to help them see a little bit of the why, uh, but, but that was good. I was encouraged by that. But oftentimes I think I do fail in the sense that I, I, I skip over that sometimes and I miss out. And I like how you said it earlier, give them the why as, as much as possible yeah. so that when it comes time that you don't have time to get into that, they right. trust it. Right. That's a, that's, that's awesome. So yeah. good. They may not agree with it, but they'll at least trust the decision. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Humility is probably another big one. Um, I say early in the career coming in, you know, you, you look at leaders and you want to be a good leader and, and you're expecting this perfection, mm. right? You're, you're expecting yourself not to fail. Mm. So, so you, you, you set this expectation of, Hey, I've, I've went to this class or school and I've learned these traits and I've got this plan and I myself have got to be perfect to to lead this plan through the end and you know the older you get and the more hopefully you fail hopefully you fail when it you know when it doesn't count and you learn from that and you you say hey okay i made this mistake here but you have the humility to say okay here's here's where my imperfections lie here's where i'm not good at right and you bring those people in that are good at whatever that is if it's if it's communicating, you know, Moses said, I don't speak so good, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, you bring it. I got this brother well, yeah, over yeah. here. He's Get a him. phenomenal <laughs> speaker. Well, can we bring him over? Uh, yeah. David was small. You know, Samson had huge, huge flaws. All that Gideon mm-hmm. doubted, all this stuff, you know. Yeah. So you look at these great heroes, leaders, you know, and they're all imperfect. Mm-hmm. All of them had flaws. All of them had had spots where they struggled yeah. with with life or whatever it was. And it's you know being a great leader isn't about being perfect. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard for a young young person to realize, hey, it's not perfection because 
I think we, we set the expectations of what, what we see as a perfect leader is this perfect person that doesn't make mistakes and, and doesn't have wrong insight to a situation. And, and part of learning that is, is learning that humility to say, I'm not the best for this situation. Mm. Like there is someone on my team that is far better at this, and they, they may be down at the bottom rung, but this guy needs put in charge of this because he's really good at it. Mm. You know, when the digital age was coming around and I went from typewriters to, you know, computers and stuff, there was, there was you know, even, even you know, up into the later 2000s, these um, guys coming up when we would get on to, uh, you know, the, the secret web's like, I'm going to go find this smart computer guy in my platoon and guess what you're responsible for? Give me all the reports off of this computer every day, you know. And finding the strengths within mm. your team and having That's the awesome. humility to say, hey, this guy's a lot better at this mm. than me. I may want to do it. I may want to be that perfect leader that's doing all this stuff. Great, but realizing that if you're leading, there's people under you that are probably going to be better at a bunch of stuff that you have no idea about. Mm. And having the humility to say, hey, you're in charge of this and and building that trust in both ways of and that's you know back to the original conversation helping that person reach something that they they may not even think they can do mm. but you can see in them that's awesome no and it, that that's it does take humility to do that and and i love that you know to to recognize and be willing to say hey you know and i think that earns favor with people Right. Like, I mean, I think that earns. So when, I mean, again, I think it all earns trust and to be willing to, to give a guy some responsibility. And Oh, by the way, I'm asking you to do this because I recognize I'm pretty weak in this area. And so the opposite <laughs> of that, when you talk of the good and the bad is that arrogance to think that you can do it all on your own mm. and things fail because yeah. you're not the best. You weren't equipped, mm. you know, and, and there's this arrogance inside of you that, that wants it right you 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 deeply want to be that successful dude that does it all on his own that is mm. the the king of the hill up there but the reality is is you're not the best person for it anyway yeah well and that person doesn't exist for all facets and so what i love about you're saying in any organization any military unit i mean it, it is a team and everyone has their roles and everyone has their positions and everyone it feels like it's functioning best when people are thriving in their roles that they are really good at. Yep. I mean, we, you know, you talk about the, the local church, right? And that's something God's been teaching me about the body of Christ. And I love that verse in first Corinthians talks about, you know, um, that you are the church and, and uh, or you are its members. And each one of you has a part of the body. Like each, each one of you is, yes. is a part of the body of Christ. And each right. one of you has a role to play. And oftentimes people, you know, the heart, I feel like our challenge as pastors is to help people, find that role that right. they get excited about and to help them. And I know with college students, we, we do something called serve night and we have a lot of students who, who maybe listen to this podcast and they serve faithfully on Wednesday nights. They show up and we always tell them, Hey, if you try this area and you really don't like it, like, well, you know, now sometimes there's value in learning to do stuff you don't like. Uh, and that's good. Also, there are different giftings in the church, so we right. can recognize if, if you aren't meant to hold babies, we, we want you somewhere else. Right. Right? That's okay. You know, follow those spiritual <laughs> gifts that were given to you. That's it right. may not be in the choir. Like, don't yeah, put me up right. there. That's right. That, that's, that's a certain gifting. So, I mean, but but there is value in recognizing that that I think what you're saying is really wise. The, the leader doesn't is is a bad leader does try to do it all. A good leader not only gets excited about other people succeeding, he understands that individual success actually equals team success, which actually translates to that leader being successful. It, everybody wins in that scenario, but it takes an understanding of, I've got to help people figure out and, you know, and, and that's probably part of it too. Recognizing when someone is miserable, Hey, let's, let's talk about what you're doing. You know, what, what do you, you know, finding out what is that thing? I think this person's in the wrong spot. They're on the right bus in the wrong spot. Right. How do I get right. them in the right spot? Right. And I'm making those observations and making those tweaks. And that takes engaging with the people. It takes being assertive and, and, and coming alongside of them, being with them to observe it and knowing when those changes need to take place. But I love that. That's awesome. You know, earlier you started this podcast with, you know, I don't know why you asked me, but now after, I mean, I know exactly why, uh, because man, you, you have given so much wisdom on leadership and from 
you know, I took some notes just for some key things in poor leadership, a key one being passivity, uh, laziness, fear can all be crippling. And then on the other side, you've got these amazing qualities of a great leader, which were listening, communication. I find it interesting that that is one of the, that came up first. And I, I, I think that it's just interesting to me. You know, you think about even when we reference Jesus, how he was such a good listener and communicator and observer and being with his men and, and with people. He, he did that so well. Humility, patience. Uh, and there's other things we talked about, but man, I really appreciate it. Is there anything else? I know this is obviously a big discussion. Uh, there's lots of things we could talk about, but I want to make sure you do have an opportunity to share if there's anything else that, that you want to be sure to, to talk about. No, the, you know, leadership, again, it's it's based on where you're at in life, too. That That was another thing I needed to learn, I think, later, was all of those things you just said. It doesn't have anything to do with the size of the organization or even the position you're at, right? It's mm. that team leader that has two guys underneath him all mm. the way at the bottom. Is is it more impactful than I can be at the top sometimes? Because he's got those mm. two guys, and he he has a chance early in their career to set them up, you know, for this immense success way down the road that. You know, he could teach them that I didn't learn down there. So, mm. you know, also leadership isn't about how many people's underneath you. It may be you That's and good. you and your your crony that that works with you every day. Um, right. It may be just you and your kid. Yeah. That's good, man. I liked uh, my wife and I. You know, it's you know you realize uh, kids are awesome it's fun uh, it's also a challenge i think some of the best things in life are also equally challenging things and we read this quote that really encourages us said your your greatest spiritual contribution might not be something you do but someone you raise right. and that was really encouraging to us yeah and you know there there is a weight to that that and i like you said this earlier like we all lead um, whether you know it or not you're yeah. someone's watching someone's following and you know which direction are we leading them yeah and some of i would say some of my greatest leaders weren't people that were in charge of me they, right? you just they were i could naturally. see this guy just naturally through his own you know through his own failures and mistakes and learning like lead like hey what's he mm. What's he doing over there that is making him a successful leader? Because he's got it. Mm. You can see it in his guys. Like, they got energy. They've, you know, mm. there's there's lots to be learned by looking left and right at the mm. at the peers, even the people underneath you. I've learned just as much through leadership from from the guys I'm trying to lead as mm. the guys that were trying to lead me. That's you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big flow both ways, too. That's good. Well, I love that. And that's something I mean, just being willing to be led and you're right, being teachable, you know, and even to, you know, it's not like a good leader walks in as if he's got it all figured out and he's going to teach everyone else about how to get to where he is. He understands that this is exactly what you're describing. I hope that I pass some things on, but also I'm, I'm anticipating I'm going to learn right. as well uh, because the truth is I'm going to, there's going to be something I do that's going to be foolish stupid and if i'm wise i'm going to recognize that and learn from that and i'm you know and that's part of attempting to lead is probably you're going to get some of your flaws exposed right you know and that's not a bad thing and we and we were there were some guys you know and i'm probably dragging this on long no, long, but but we were we were looking at um paul's letters to timothy and titus and and what he was instructing them are some qualities and traits of mm leaders you know that he calls them overseers or elders but you know the very first one was above reproach hmm. and i think we spent a long time on man what is being above what does it look like to live a life that is above reproach because it's not just what you're doing it's what you did you know it's it is a lifestyle of <laughs> of you know trying to be a good leader not hmm. not perfection but you know, someone can look back and say, okay, yeah. this guy's consistent at, at being hmm. a godly man, a, a leader, a, you know, trying to make the right decisions. Hmm. That's awesome. 
Well, and that's another thing I know we, we hinted on it, but certainly scriptures have so much to gain from leadership and to learn about how to be a, a good godly leader. And so I, obviously, you know, and I, I think it's, I think it's sad that the world misses out sometimes that that is the best leadership, by the way. I mean, God is incredibly wise and you see strength. You see all of these, you see patience, everything we've talked about, you see displayed in his word. And then you see examples of people who failed to do some of those things. Right. You see passivity starting in the garden with Adam. Like as yep. always, that was always amazing to me when I, someone made that observation. It's like when she, then she turned to Adam right. who was with her. It's like, wait a second. He's just sitting there. Right. Like, what's he doing? Hanging out, watching, you know? And, um, oh yeah. So, and then he shift blames to when it, when it all gets exposed, he's like this, the woman, you know, he, this is not, <laughs> right. I didn't do anything wrong. But the point is, there's so much, and that'd be a different conversation, but I, but I do love that, and I love how so much of that came out already, but that's there. And, you know, it, it's fun to, to read scriptures with different lenses sometimes, like, and so reading it with a leadership lens and kind of making those observations is fun to do. And so, you know, I challenge listeners uh, who might be intrigued uh, more about leadership, do that next time when you're reading the Word. Pay attention to that and and make those observations, both when you have examples of uh, poor leadership and then also great leadership. Uh, Darren, thanks so much for coming today, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been really encouraging yeah, to thanks me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and I, and I hope and pray that you guys have heard some things that you can be challenged with. Um, maybe there's some things in there that you, the truth is, and I think uh, hopefully what you heard Darren and I say is that there's always things we can grow in, and there's going to be things exposed in your life, and and be willing and humble enough to admit that and grow in that area. That's how we get better, and uh, but we got to be willing to do that, and so um, acknowledging those those uh, growth areas, uh, those those areas that need to grow, that's a good thing. So. I'm so grateful for that and appreciate this discussion on leadership. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to one another, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.